I don't give a fuck what it takes. I am going to hunt down these motherfuckers that suspended my account again. It's complete fucking bullshit, and I'm sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. Sue those motherfuckers. We'll see their asses in court. 100%. This is inexcusable. I'm fucking tired of it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a Happy Meal. Yeah, does, does it come with a toy? Yeah, that's good. Make sure it comes with a toy. All right. All right, I love you too, Mom. All right, see you at home. Bye. Welcome to the Class Act Podcast. It is a absolute tragedy what has happened, folks. As most of you probably know by now, uh, my account was suspended, uh, and I I am just I can't say I'm blindsided by it because I've been suspended like eleven times now. But the fact that I had gotten it up to around sixty nine thousand followers, uh, nice, in about three months was incredible, uh, and it's just. It's, it never feels good to see so much of your hard work and all the time and effort that I put into it. I mean, it sucks to, to lose an account like that, but, you know, I mean, it is it is what it is. But this is really more of an emergency podcast because I am just so furious about... Well, I mean, I'm not even really furious, honestly. I think it's... Actually, I think it's funny. I'm not mad at all. I'm definitely not mad. And if you can tell by my voice that I'm one, I'm 100% not mad at all. In fact, I have I have no doubt that I'll be able to build up my account again, and I'll probably have to go through this again, like I've done so many times before. Now, I'm sure a lot of you are wondering, why the hell do you keep coming back to so many accounts? Why do you keep coming back to Twitter if you get suspended? And the answer is simple, because I'm a fucking loser with a small penis, and I don't have a life. So it's it's... Twitter makes me feel relevant, so I love going on Twitter. And also I like interacting with a lot of my followers and even though there are and even though there are a lot of people who definitely do not like me and constantly make fun of my dead father, like people from Boston and Warriors fans who I am able to trigger constantly with facts. Uh, I do enjoy going on Twitter and I enjoy building the brand and I enjoy and I know I'm talking a little you know, I'm breaking K Fab here, but you know, I do enjoy um, I, I enjoy interacting with, with a lot of people, but you know what I don't enjoy? And this, this might be a very sensitive topic, as race always is in this country, but I'm just going to come out and say it. I was suspended from Twitter again for being a white man. That There's no other explanation for it. I was suspended for being a white man, and... There is, there is nothing harder in this country than trying to survive as a middle-class white male like I am. It, there is, it, people have, black people and other minority groups have absolutely no idea whatsoever how difficult it is to try and survive in this country as a middle-class white man. Every single day, I have to get up, I have to wipe my ass with toilet paper... Nobody does it for me. People have no idea how difficult that is, 
and how hard it is to do on a consistent basis. But I'm somehow, I push through it, and all I want to do is to just go on Twitter and try and express my mind. But no, the racist people at Twitter suspend me because I'm a white man. And it just it just infuriates me. And it, it quite honestly, is probably the worst thing to ever happen in the United States. And I think, I, I honestly, I, I'm, I am well-versed in American history, and I honestly cannot think of any more terrifying and horrific racial injustice in this country than what I had to go through earlier today, or yesterday, whatever the fuck it was, I don't know. But it, it, it's, it's just inexcusable, and I, I honestly am afraid to bring white children, because if I have children... They're probably going to be white, and I'm 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 absolutely terrified to bring children into this world because I'm going to have to tell them, look, you're white. You're not going to have the same advantages and opportunities that other races have in this country, especially under Donald Trump. Donald Trump hates white people. It's it's I just don't I just I'm terrified. I really am, and I know a lot of other white people are terrified too. I mean, somehow we were able to survive eight years of Obama. I mean, do you, do you understand how difficult that is? To have another person of another race as president of the United States to try and survive in this country with a person of another race as the president of the United States. I mean, I, every single day during Obama's presidency, I literally sat in the basement cellar with a shotgun because I was afraid that he was going to take away my guns and my house. Thankfully, he didn't because I'm pretty sure I scared him off. But you can never be too careful. Uh, but I'm going off on a tangent here. What I'm really trying to say is Tom Brady is a system quarterback. And speaking of quarterbacks, I have to admit something, and it really hurts to admit. I have overrated Aaron Rodgers. And that really, really stings to admit. Because I was Rodgers' biggest champion and saying he was the best quarterback of all time. And I still think he's the most talented quarterback of all time. And for sure, he certainly is having an okay season. I mean, he's not, he's not you know, he's not Ryan Leaf or Jamarcus Russell. But he's, he's, he's so frustrating to watch. And the more and more I watch him, the more I realize I was overrating him. Because a quarterback as talented as him, and believe me, the, all the things about Mike McCarthy's scheme is holding him back, and and he's his teammates have fucked him over at critical points. I mean, those are both true, but two things can be true at the same time. And this season, Aaron Rodgers has been incredibly underwhelming when you watch him play. Uh, the Packers are, are most likely going to miss the playoffs. They have to win their last five games. Which, theoretically, I mean, looking at their remaining schedule, all five games seem to be pretty winnable. Um, but it, it's it's definitely I'm I'm just so disappointed in Aaron Rodgers, uh, and he kind of he's kind of made me look bad because I was always championing him and defending him on Twitter. But I mean, it's uh, hopefully, <coughs> hopefully. He'll be able to bounce back next year with a new coach, and it'll you know energize him. It'll motivate him. But I I'm I'm skeptical because the guy's like 35 years old 
already, and his style, he seems like a guy, I don't know if he'll be willing to change his style of play. He seems to be going for the home run ball a lot instead of taking what's there. And, you know, I think guys like, I think Mahomes and, and Breeze are, have, are certainly better than him right now. I think you could look at Jared Goff is, has played better. I think you look at Phillip Rivers has played better. Cam Newton's Cam Newton's played better. I mean, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of quarterbacks who have who have significantly outplayed Aaron Rodgers so far this season, just by the eye test. Maybe not by statistics, but from the eye test, definitely. And that's just so disappointing because I love I love watching great players that are also exciting to watch, which is why I hate Tom Brady because he doesn't do anything exciting. He just does a lot of check downs and dink and dunks and shit like that. Um, and he play, he's more of a system quarterback in terms of he doesn't have really many incredible, he doesn't really have any f- good physical skills. He just kind of just plays within the system and the scheme helps him out a lot. But it's frustrating when you watch Aaron Rodgers. He'll make a play that's just so ridiculously incredible and you know he's capable of doing that, but then he won't make the simple play. And it's like, just fucking do it. And again, full disclosure, I'm an Eagles fan, but Aaron Rodgers is, is my favorite non-Eagles player. Um, so I basically root for the Packers, unless they're playing the Eagles. So, you know, it, it's just one of those things where I know for, for a long time I was championing uh, Rodgers on Twitter um, but I mean, I'm a, I'm I'm a fair guy. Um, you people people always say oh, I'm a LeBron dick rider and I'm an Aaron Rodgers dick rider. But I'm you know, in all honesty, I'm I'm a pretty objective guy. I mean, I I just call it like I see it, and this is what I've been seeing. Uh, and this is probably the most and this this whole discussion about Aaron Rodgers, uh, it really won't be solved until next year once Mike McCarthy is gone. Um, and if, if Rodgers is still having the same issues with turning down the, the, you know, short throws and, and all that, then it, it's, it's time to really, really, uh, reevaluate him, uh, in terms of the all time standings. I hope it's not, I hope that he's able to turn it around. I hope maybe his leg, you know, now that he won't have the leg injury next year, hopefully he'll be able to turn it around. We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I know that there's a lot of people that are hoping that he doesn't turn it around, specifically the NFC North fans and Patriots fans, which is understandable. Um, but hey, we'll have to see. Um, hopefully I'm still alive uh, by next year because you never know. Um, people at Twitter might take me out for exposing them and taking them to court. So you never know. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's going to be, it's either going to be, a classy scene, or it's going to be a tough scene. And Aaron Rodgers is going to have to decide what he wants next year. I actually want to get serious here for a second um, to talk about Sean Taylor. Uh, today, November 27th, is the 11th anniversary of his tragic murder where he was shot dead in his home. Um, for, for anybody who doesn't know, I don't know why, if, in case you're living under a rock, Sean Taylor was uh, a safety from uh, the Washington Redskins. He was he played three and a half years in the NFL. Uh, he was developing into an elite player. Uh, and for sure he had the ability to become an all-time great. But 
this is where I might hurt some people's feelings. And here it goes. Sean Taylor gets overrated because he died young. Now, I know you're like, oh, you fucking asshole, you motherfucker. How would you say that? Let's just be honest here. The guy played three and a half years, and every single time you mention his name, people act like he's better than Ronnie Lott and Ed Reed. And who knows? He might have become better. He might have become one of the two or three best safeties to ever play the game. But he didn't play long enough. And, you know, it's like Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson had the physical ability. If he focused on football full-time and had stayed healthy, he absolutely could have been a Hall of Famer. But the thing is, he just didn't play long enough. And people have a tendency, and this doesn't just go for... Um, this doesn't just go for, for Sean Taylor. This goes for really musicians or any athletes who die young or or have serious injuries in their careers and uh, prematurely. I personally call it the Len Bias meter in terms of like if you if you die young or if you die prematurely or if your career ends prematurely, people will tend to project the best possible scenario for your career. And the reason I call this the Len Bias meter is because, like, Len Bias, he died before ever playing a second in the NBA, and yet people are like, oh, he could have been better than Jordan, you know? Like, we always tend to, and this goes for other things like musicians, like you look at any musician that dies young. Another example is like Kurt Cobain from, from Nirvana. People, like, Nirvana's status is, they're held up as an otherworldly, like one of the all-time greatest bands. Because Kurt Cobain really, he died, he committed suicide at his peak, at their peak. If Kurt Cobain had lived, what, you know, what could have happened is the guy was, you know, the guy had issues with substance, substance abuse. He probably, you know, who knows what would have happened. But the fact is, is that people love to project the best possible scenario for musicians and athletes they love. That's why I always use an example like, imagine if, Brandon Jennings had died or gotten a career-ending injury right after his 55-point game as a rookie. Like people would have talked about him saying, "Oh, he could have been, he could have ended up better than Michael Jordan or Magic Johnson," because we always like to project the best possible scenario from for people's careers. Anyway, rest in peace, Sean. You are missed. You know, I've I've noticed that I. I care too much about sports. I really do. And I don't know why, because a lot of the people, like, when I root for LeBron or when I root for uh, the Eagles or or Aaron Rodgers, like, these, these people don't know who I am. Like, why do I give a shit about what they do? Like, it's so, like, there's a part of sports that's so much more enjoyable Watching a game where you don't have any stake in it because you can just you can be completely objective about it, and like earlier in the podcast when I was talking about how I had to be like I had to be more honest with myself about Aaron Rodgers, who's one of my favorite players. Like as a sports fan, sometimes it's just just so refreshing to watch a game between two teams that you don't care about or that you don't have any rooting interest in. Cause you get to just watch it for something objectively, and. 
like I don't like I try to like tell myself, God, why do I care so much about what the like what the outcomes of these games are? Like what effect like why should it have such an effect on my life? Like I have I have so many things to be thankful for and yet sometimes my mind will just like go into this like obsessive compulsive thing like where it's the only thing I'll be able to think about. And it's just always it's just always I don't know, it's just that's just the type of person I am. I know you probably don't care. I know you probably listening to this, you don't give a fuck about it. And I don't blame you for not giving a fuck about what I think. Um, but, you know, this is my podcast, goddammit. And I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. Okay? And nobody can take this podcast away from me. That includes you, Jack. Motherfucker. Can't steal this account from me, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Jack. Anyway, folks, that will do it for this episode of the Class Act Podcast. Always remember... Stay classy and think about the troops. Wow.